Welcome to the podcast for Centerpoint Church. Located in the heart of Concord, New Hampshire, Centerpoint is all about living and sharing a life-changing relationship with Jesus. The message today is a part of that journey, and we are glad to have you join us. Babies are born every day, surrounded by family and onlookers and curious and celebrants. Babies are born every day. And yet we know something about this baby is different. Matthew and Luke were gospel writers that record this story for us. And again, we're probably familiar with it. There's a baby, there's shepherds. There's stars, there's angels. The story itself unfolds in a way that tells us this is going to be no ordinary baby, right? And as familiar as that story is, one of the things that I love about John, did you hear those words that Lauren read for us a few moments ago from the Gospel of John? John was recording this story, but through the inspiration of the Spirit, he was, he was opening up the curtains of the universe, for us to see this. He was helping us to see through the crying baby, the mom and the dad and the onlookers. He was helping us to see through the gathered animals and shepherds and stars and angels. To see that this birth was absolutely unlike any other birth. And so John opens the cosmos for us. Did you hear those words? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. John, brilliantly inspired by the Spirit, is taking us back to the very beginning. And if we're paying attention to this, we're seeing that God, the one who created everything, is on the move. And that in this birth, in this moment, in this moment... Everything is being recreated, is being made new. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the curtain gets pulled back. And we catch a glimpse of what the angels were seeing on that night. We're catching a glimpse of what would make the angels show up in the fields in the middle of the night where the shepherds were to announce that the king has come. Notice that there were, there were two kind of primary uh, metaphors that John used for us. The first of those was word. In the beginning was the word. Well, words are very powerful, are they not? There have been times in my life where I have tried to pretend that they weren't very powerful. There was a nickname I was given in upper elementary school. I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> but it rings right there, I will tell you. And I will tell you, like, even in my body, as I think what that nickname was that I was given by my peers, it was not because they were looking to celebrate me. <laughs> and it hung like a, like a rock, like a boulder, like a millstone around my neck. I tried everything that I could. I tried the arm rubber, your glue, beep, beep, and it didn't work. I tried the whole sticks and stones, 
but words do hurt, right? And and we've all encountered those words and we've known their power. It's the power of a word to belittle, to weigh down, to hold almost as if underwater drowning. We've also experienced the power of a word to lift up. That time somebody looked you in the eyes and said, oh, you've got what it takes. Oh, I see something in you. Oh, this is going to be good. I don't know exactly what the words were, but I'll bet you do. You know what those words were because words are powerful. Words are powerful. With word, God created everything that is. And so John draws us back there and says, in the beginning was the word. Words shape Words create. Words do things. Listen to the words of Jesus as we pay attention to his life. He spoke words. um, He spoke words like this. uh, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And a man who had been lame his entire life got up and danced. He, He used his words. He said, um... Take the mud that I've just wiped on your eyes and go wash and you'll be able to see again. And when the man did that, his eyes were open and for the first time in his life, he saw with his eyes. Those words did something. When Jesus saw how the religious elite, the the Pharisees of that day, the very ones who were supposed to be bringing people into the presence of God were actually keeping people out, he looked at them and with fierce love in his voice, he said, you are whitewashed tombs. You are sons of the serpent. Words are powerful. And his words to a woman at the worst moment of her life. And she said, where are your accusers? Neither do I condemn you. You're forgiven. Go and leave your life of sin. And he looked down on a cross to the very people who had nailed him there. To the crowds that cheered for his death. And his words were, Father, forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. In the beginning was the word. And that word was powerful. And that word changes the universe. The second image that John gives us here And describing what happened in the birth of Jesus is light. This light came into the world. This light came to his own. Like the very ones who should have recognized him didn't. And as we listen in there to this description, he talks about this light that reveals what is true and good and beautiful and powerful. And yet... Yet John tells us, we don't like the light. We prefer the darkness. Because in the darkness we can hide. In the darkness we find what we think is freedom. 
But my friends, the darkness holds us fast. The darkness traps us. The darkness pulls us in and steals our lives. And so into the darkness comes the light. Light uh, reveals things. I get it. You're thinking, this guy must be like a physicist. Right? It, it's really basic, isn't it? Like, we don't have to understand the mysteries of the universe to say something as clear as light reveals things that we wouldn't otherwise see. Early in our marriage, Heidi, uh, my wife, she, uh, she's a, a phenomenal nurse, and she was working in a hospital, and she worked one of those weird shifts that nurses work, particularly earlier in their career. And so she would end up coming home uh, in the middle of the night after I had long gone to bed. But... And this is sort of the fun part. Part of what, uh, just sort of my makeup is, it's this. Here's something you can know about me. Um, If I can't change the world, I can at least change the furniture. And so... um, so it was not unlike me at various times for no uh, real reason and certainly not without pronouncement to change furniture around. And so I'd move the couch over here and I'd get the whole feng shui going over here and the coffee table here. And um, I would forget to tell my wife about this. And so here she is graciously coming in in the dark in the middle of the night until I hear, ow, Ugh. oh, I should have told her, right? Darkness hides things. (laughs) Even things that are kind of good, right? Changing things around. Darkness hides it. Light reveals. And so as we look at who Jesus is and what happened on that night that he was born, light came into the darkness. And people, humanity, we need to decide what are we going to do with that? Are we going to... Are we going to go into the light? Are we going to embrace the light? Are we going to recognize the light? Are we going to walk in the light? Or are we going to lurk in shadows? Are we going to embrace the darkness? Again, John is taking us back into the story. For it was after humanity's rebellion that the man and the woman hid themselves in the shrubs. And along comes God. And he simply calls out, where are you? It wasn't because he didn't know. He's God, he knows. That question was an invitation. Where are you? Come out of hiding, because that's what we do. When faced with our own failure, when faced with our own inadequacy, when faced with our own shame, we hide We hope and we pray that the darkness covers us. But God in his mercy calls out, where are you? And his intention isn't to shame. His intention isn't to bludgeon. His intention is to invite into the light. Because do you know what's in the light? Life. John tells us that very thing, that in the light is life. It is the life for all mankind. In the beginning was the word. And that word changed everything. And that word was light. 
and the light shined into the darkness and it reveals. Think about the nature of words. They reveal, don't they? There's words that you use that reveal something of you. Think of the words, uh, I do. They do something, right? Right? They reveal something. They reveal commitment. They reveal love. Words reveal. And so in the very words, we are shown something. Light reveals, doesn't it? It shows. What does it show us? John gets us there. That last line that Lauren read for us tells us, do you want to know what God looks like? Look no further than the sun. For the one who was born on that night, the one who was born in seeming obscurity, and the one that was born that night is the very one who would reveal God himself. Have you ever wondered who God is? I mean, really wondered who God is. I was listening to a guy um, on YouTube. He's actually a stand-up comedian, but he, he was getting sort of philosophical in this moment. And he was talking about God. And he was trying to get his hands around this as he was performing for his uh, comedic audience. And he said something to the effect of um, God is kind of nothing, but we try to understand it. And so God is the cloth that we put over the mystery to give the mystery shape. And in a moment, it could sound really profound because God is bigger than we could wrap our minds around. If you could wrap your mind around God, then it is not God that you're paying attention to. By his very nature, he blows our mind. He is far more vast than we could ever even imagine on our own. But he doesn't reveal himself with a philosophy. He doesn't reveal himself with a, a cloth that gives shape to a mystery. The mystery is made known through the God-man, Jesus. And so if you have ever wondered, what is God like? What does God sound like? What does God say? What does God say when he's angry? What does God say when he's compassionate? What does God say when he's fixing something that's been just turned completely sideways? Do you ever wonder what God says? Listen to the word. Do you ever wonder what God looks like? Do you ever wonder what God would do in any particular situation? What would God look like in Concord, New Hampshire? What would God look like if he had skin on? I'm glad you asked. John tells us that this word, this light, put flesh on and made his dwelling amongst us. He changed his address. God changed his address, put skin on. Not a covering of a blanket 
to reveal something of a mystery, but to reveal God himself, he put skin on and moved into the neighborhood. Do you wonder who God is and what he looks like? He has shown you. He has shown you. We don't have to make it up on our own. It is as simple as in the beginning was the word. It is as cosmic as the word was with God and the word was God. It is as deeply penetrating as light came into the darkness, but so many in the darkness did not want it. They preferred the darkness. It is cosmic. It is personal. For when you hear the words, God himself says, come, follow me, and I will show you life. God himself said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the very kingdom of God. God himself says, blessed are those who mourn, for in my kingdom they will be comforted. This word is for you today. This word is for you today. Come, follow me is his word. Come, be with me. Where are you? Oh, come out of hiding. Come out of darkness. Come be with me. I know the shame is strong. I know the light can be bright. But the word, the light, reveal the very nature of God. So the one that our hearts long for has come. He has begun a new thing. It's not completed yet. Oh, it will be someday. But the new thing has begun. The forgiveness of sins has begun. And the light was not made to touch down only one part, but as it touches down, the light was made to spread that all the world would know who God is. So that you would know who God is. And that you would learn to hear his voice. That you would learn to recognize his light. And in him, find life now and forever. Would you like that life? Would you like that freedom? Would you like that newness? Then it is yours. Because on that night, on that night that many could have easily passed right on by, on that night, God himself is the one who came. And he came as the word, he came as the light to set people free. We're going to pause and pray for a moment. And I invite you to pray along with me. You kind of, you can use your words, whatever it is, right? You don't have to use my words. But as I pray out loud, you kind of take on a, a prayer of reflection in your own heart. 
All right? So let's pray together. Father in heaven, creator of all that is, we bow before you in humility tonight, acknowledging to the best we can with, with what we have. You are God. You are good. You are powerful. You are truth. And you are life. And apart from you, we don't have life. And so we turn our faces towards you. And we seek this new life that you give us through Jesus, the one who has come. And so we confess our sin before you, that we have rebelled, that we have embraced the darkness in our own ways, and we have hidden in the shrubs to avoid you. But yet we also hear your voice beckoning us to come out of hiding. And so we move towards you, the light. And in you is grace. In you is mercy. In you, the chains of our own sin and shame fall off. And in you is a hope that defies even death. (laughs) How incredible is that? So we worship you and we honor you. And we receive this gift of forgiveness that you have given. And we ask that you would take up residence by your spirit in our lives, that we might know freedom, that we might know joy, that we might know hope, that we might know peace, that we might know love at the depth of our being as you live within us. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Into the darkness, the light has come, the expectation has been there the waiting has been there and what we celebrate tonight the one we have been waiting for has come this middle candle represents Jesus himself the word of the light and as I said earlier he touched down in a particular place but his intention was never just to stay there it was always that the world would know that the light would spread God has come and John for us peeled back the curtain that we might see this cosmic transformation take place in the beginning was the word and this word was light and this light was life (laughs) for all mankind in your seats as you came in you no doubt found a little candle If you did not find the candle, it's because you're sitting on the candle. (laughs) Merry Christmas. So if you take that candle out, uh, parents are going to ask you to kind of be smart with your kids, right? Like 200-year-old building. It'd be awesome if it was here tomorrow. So if you would take that candle, parents kind of help your kids do this sort of thing, and you're going to kind of hold your candle, and in just a moment, uh, we're going to sing Silent Night together, and it takes us back to that moment uh, that Christ was born. And as we sing that song, there are going to be some folks who are going to come and take the light, and they're going to begin to spread the light. If uh, your candle is lit, continue to hold it upright. As you pass it, the person will take their unlit candle, tip that one, 
and then continue to pass it on. So along the aisles, you've got a lot of responsibility, kind of pass the light as it's shared. And let this be a moment that we are captured by the light. And this light, his light, is life. And I'll be back in just a moment. Let's sing together.
light has come and that light is the life of all mankind if you can do so without hitting the balcony ceiling just lift your candle up and look around and see the light has come that the world might know what would the world know who he is and what life is and you are witnesses of that light As you carry that light with you into your homes, into your neighborhoods, into your workplaces and schools. As you travel, as you walk, you are a carrier of this light. As Christ is alive in you. As he has shown you what grace and mercy and love and peace look like. Live as ambassadors of love and peace and grace and mercy. That the world might know who he is. Amen. If you would take it and gently extinguish your light. Excellent. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we give ourselves to you for you have shown us who you are. You are the light. The light that came into the world. Continue to flourish within us by the power of your spirit that we might be ambassadors of that light everywhere that we walk, for our good and for your glory. We pray this in the name of Jesus, the King, the one who has come. In his name we pray, amen and amen. May you know his peace, may you know his life, may you know his grace, may you know his abiding love as you walk with him. He has come this word, this light. And may you know him as you walk with him. Merry Christmas. God bless. Good night. Take a little bit to stop and reflect on what God might be saying to you and how you'll respond to him today. Wherever you are on your journey of faith, we are here to serve you. Find us at centerpointnh.org and join us on the journey of living and sharing a life-changing relationship with Jesus.